0: bill deal has interviewed more people than anyone can imagine celebrities broadcasters famous people he knows the entertainment business better than almost anyone else and he has been doing this for almost maybe more 50 years and it's really interesting when you talk to people and find out how they got started like How does someone who didn't grow up in the world of entertainment get to do absolutely everyone? And I mean everyone. I have people on my wish list that he's interviewed years ago and continues. And Bill has done this for the ABC um, radio network for years and the best stars. And he's written books. 50 years of celebrity chatter is in paperback or the time I interviewed a porn star naked and you kept your composure, which doesn't always happen. I mean, how many men or women go into one of their interviews and there's a naked person sitting there perfectly comfortable. You survived all of it and are still at it. So welcome. I'm happy to have you today.
1: Thank you, thank you, Joan, and it's nice to be on uh, your show, and uh, I'm kind of like a homecoming because this is back at uh, ABC, WABC, and in my early days in the 80s when I started covering entertainment news, uh, my programs and interviews and covering the Oscars and Emmys and everything, all the big entertainment events, uh, many of my features were heard on WABC, so uh, it's really, really uh, a good feeling. Let's put it that way.
0: I'm glad. No, it's true. It's part of history. And it's also part of your history. But you started, you know, as a kid. How many 15-year-olds know what they want to do or sort of fall into it at that stage? And then it keeps growing and growing. And that was like you from building Sets and things in home with kits. It suddenly became real.
1: Well, you know, uh, uh, I grew up in Corning, New York, uh, the glass capital of the world, as it's uh, sometimes called, the uh, Crystal City. But uh, I loved radio from the very beginning. I had uh, bought a tape recorder and a little wireless microphone from a company out in Chicago, uh, and the mic had a little antenna that uh, hooked up to a big shortwave antenna that we had from our house to the garage. And I discovered that I could broadcast on an AM radio for up to six blocks. And, uh, well, that, that was great. My parents could hear me, and some of my neighbors could hear me. And then all of a sudden, the guy who was a ham radio operator across the street from us uh, came and knocked on our door. My father answered, And the uh, radio uh, operator, the ham radio operator, said, Mr. Deal, do you know that there's a radio station operating here? This could be illegal. You could be arrested by the Federal Communications Commission. Well, my dad was very nervous, got very scared, went into my little studio uh, in the basement and said, shut that thing down. So that was the end of my uh, little early radio career, But uh, luckily, a local station in Corning heard me, and uh, well, that started my career as a young disc jockey, 15 years old.
0: You know, and it's very hard to do celebrities or to get something really out of them. And you got stuff out of people like Jane Fonda, Rod Steiger, Jodie Foster, Mel Gibson, Catherine Hepburn, that most people couldn't even put a foot in the door. Or the celebrities would be very, you know, very punctual, but not tell anything. And what happened to you? that gave you that gift of getting stuff out of people who never let anyone in?
1: Well, you know, uh, my, my wife often says that I did not get uh, confrontational with many of the people I interviewed. I did try to put them on the spot, and I think that served me well. Uh, I wanted them to shine, and they seemed to be pleased about it. I got to interview so many wonderful people. Everybody from you know Cher to Sean Connery, and uh, it was just so exciting. Rodney Dangerfield, remember him?
0: Of course I know Rodney. Yeah. I knew Rodney.
1: He lived down the street from us here on the Upper East Side, and his monologue often contained dog jokes and. He used to walk his dog in his uh, bathrobe right out on the street here on York Avenue. People used to see him out there. He was uh, just a delightful guy. And uh, the dog jokes, of course, in his monologue, uh, one of them, he keeps barking at the door, doesn't want to go out. He wants me to leave. (laughs) So that was Rodney Dangerfield. But so many wonderful, wonderful people.
0: You had Barbara Streisand, and she, in our world, is almost an impossible get.
1: Yeah, she was not easy to interview, always very serious about her career. Once we uh, did an interview with her backstage at uh, one of the big Academy Awards, and uh, she told us, she said, what do people uh, want me to say when I do a great show or sing? Uh, she said, should I say thank you, lift my dress, give them money? <laughs> uh, it's every woman's dream to be some man's dream, she said. But, uh, but there you are, she said. I just knew with a mouth like mine I had to be a star or something.
0: And she was. And Jane Fonda uh, told you that if she had to do it over, you know, that picture and whatever she had talked about in the early years haunted her for, and still does.
1: Yes, it's amazing that she's still uh, going. I think she is ill. Uh, is it uh, breast cancer she now has?
0: Yeah, but hopefully she's going to be fine.
1: Yes, she said that she is uh, getting very, very good treatment and she's going to be all right. But uh, Jane Fonda was, was a delight. I interviewed her several times, uh, and, you know, she had tagged for many years as Hanoi Jane, and she told me that she'll go to her grave regretting that photo of her sitting on an anti-aircraft gun in Vietnam, but uh, you got to be proud of someone like that who still is doing it. Uh, how about Barbara Walters? She's 92, uh, and uh, not... Okay. Catherine Hepburn, uh, people like that. Uh, I once asked Walters if she regretted making people cry in some of her interviews. And she said, "Well, you know, if people about their childhood or a parent who died. Uh, you talk about that. It happens." So she said, "I have no regrets." Uh, Catherine Hepburn. Uh, she once said, "Even a moron has no regrets."
0: Yeah. I mean, amazing. And Jodie Foster, who's always been a person who sort of kept to herself, people know who she is, but they don't know a lot about her. And she was an interesting interview.
1: Yeah, she was. I always wanted to interview, and uh, I'm uh, trying to recall some of the uh, the great things that. Uh, she- my, my book again, if you remember. But uh, she was an easy interview she's very intelligent, and uh, you're not going to uh, be talking to a dummy at all. She was very, very, very bright and very delightful. how to live to be
0: a hundred or more. That should be very interesting. And on the other hand, I mean, Mel Brooks, a very complicated man whose reputation is of a very difficult person. But then you've got Tom Hanks, who is Mr. Congeniality to a lot of his fans. And even you say that he was one of the easy ones.
1: Tom Hanks, when uh, he was a young actor, uh, Joan got a job appearing in what he called a knife rack movie. It was filmed on Staten Island. Hanks said he was paid 800 bucks. Boy, that was big the money back then. He said it was called the movie He Knows You're Alone. Uh, he said a woman in the kitchen, knife rack nearby, and a knife is missing. I told Hanks he had that boy next door look. Yeah, he said that. What if the boy next door is Ted Bundy? <laughs> uh, Hanks was one of the nicest actors to interview. Uh, his wife Rita Wilson was.
0: And what about Arnold Schwarzenegger?
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger, I interviewed him when he was first, uh, you know, starting to appear in movies, and uh, his uh, English wasn't uh, the greatest, but he was uh, in the studio everyone wanted to meet him who saw me bring him in. Uh, Arnold was a a delight. He was an easy interview, never had any uh, complaints uh, about him, but who knew what he was going to be as he he got uh, more popular. Uh, I I interviewed so many, you know, people, and they're all in this book. Uh, I interviewed playwright Arthur Miller once, who, as you remember, was, married to Marilyn Monroe uh, after and uh, after Joe DiMaggio. uh, And when I asked Miller about uh, Marilyn, he said, sorry, that's off limits.
0: That's interesting. And the world has certainly changed since you started out and started covering all the awards from Academy Awards on. What does it look like you today I mean, we just came through Oscars and Tonys and everything, and it was different, you know. It was almost like personal, but not in such a positive way. And we've seen, because of television and cable and everything, the whole entertainment world has changed.
1: Everybody wants to be a star. They're all out there. Uh, We did not have... uh the uh, tabloid magazines and so forth back in my day and in your day, too, because you have been around uh, quite a long time. Uh, And uh, I'm sure that we have interviewed some of the the same people, you know. Right. Uh, You know, sometimes Jonah Starr would make a revelation, uh, which later came back to haunt me. Uh, Christopher Reeve was in my studio, I think it was the early 90s, and... uh, he acknowledged that he was worried about the dangers of the sport he loved, jumping horses, uh, though he thought he was well-trained. Two years later, he became paralyzed from the neck down after that terrible fall while show jumping at an exhibition. Uh, it's just so sad to see some of the, the great interviews yeah, of people I've interviewed.
0: Terrible. And on the other hand, you had... People like Pavarotti, and was that different from a lot of the other interviews that you had?
1: I'm sorry. I'll say again.
0: Pavarotti. Uh, I'm sorry. You you probably can't hear, but you had everyone from opera stars to Harry Belafonte to movie stars. When I was a kid. We had movie star magazines, and we just used to love because we didn't have that much TV. So celebrities were a novelty. Well, yes, and And
1: once in a while you would see them on uh, the uh, Johnny Carson Tonight Show uh, way back in the early 70s. And uh, they were not there to promote things, Joan. Uh, They were just there because Johnny wanted them. And that was, that was so fabulous to see someone like that, you know? Uh, Ed Asner, for uh, instance, who played Boot Grant, uh, you know, uh, Mary Tyler Moore, uh, I once asked him about acting and why he wanted to do it. He said, I think acting for me was therapy. I wasn't crazy about the person I was. And when I started acting, I thought I could be somebody I liked better.
0: I love that.
1: It's pretty interesting, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it is very interesting. Yeah. And you hear that uh, often from a lot of actresses and actors, that they were shy or they were reclusive or they had a bad time coming of age, and acting prevented yeah. this. You know, they had a shield. They had a front. They could be anyone or anything.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, how about Billy Crystal? Uh he once did a show in Moscow, and uh, the people there loved it. And uh, he once told me, he said, uh, they said, are there any more like you? And he said, there are plenty. So he really loved uh, doing that. And, of course, now we know what's happening with uh, Russia and the terrible war in, a, in the uh, uh, Ukraine. Uh, Crystal does great impressions, by the way. A favorite of uh, his is Howard Cosell. Boy, can he do that. And Howard had an office right next to mine. It was a, a joy to to watch him. And uh, Howard, uh, you know, was popular on WABC. Do you know why? Tell me. Dan Ingram was one of the big DJs on WABC. And uh, Howard used to do his show... From his home. We had a microphone, a setup there. And so before he started, the engineer would ask him, uh, how are you doing, Howard? How, how are things going? And sometimes Cosell would say, well, I just don't know. Uh, this is not going to be a good day for me. It's only a radio show. Well, the engineers would tape that and send it down to the WABC studios and give it to uh, Dan Ingram. And then Dan would introduce uh, the sportscast with Howard. Well, how are you doing, Howard? Well, I don't know. This is not going to be a good day for me. Well, it was funny for a while, and Dan had a good time with it. Uh, And then one day, apparently, Howard got in an argument with his wife, and they were going back and forth shouting a little bit. And the tape got on the air. And uh, uh, she found out about it. Howard's wife. She stormed into the studio over uh, at uh, 1926 Broadway. That's when we were across from Lincoln Center. And she got a hold of the engineer, and she says, "Don't you ever tape anything like that again? I'll have you fired." So that ended the the Howard Cosell chats, uh, you know, with Dan Ingram. We even have some old tapes of that. Uh, in That's exchange. And uh, you could even play them if you want to.
0: Well, those were the days, and it goes on. I'm talking to Bill Deal. We're talking about his book and paperback it's celebrity chatter 50 years of celebrity chatter all the time i interviewed a porn star naked and i know you've told that story before but it is a funny story and tell the audience what happened
1: well that's memorable of all my interviews joan i had been at abc i was big name correspondent at least i thought i was uh (laughs) and i got there in 1971 i came from a Fabulous New York station, WNEW, with William B. Williams, Ted Brown, a lot of the big names I'm sure you remember. Uh But in 1973, I'd only been at ABC at the network for about two years, and uh, the assignment manager said, we're sending you down to the Pussycat Cinema in Times Square. I said, why? Well, uh, you've got to interview Marilyn Chambers. She had been appearing in the film Behind the Green Door, but she was also the uh, lovely-looking young lady holding the baby on the ivory snowbox. And Procter & Gamble found out that uh, she was a porn star. So here I was, uh, and I was able to interview her. Her manager met me at the door. He said, I'll take you inside. Television people were down there then. They were doing interviews. This was a big story. And uh, so I go inside, and she is sitting on a podium, stark naked. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I said, is this it? Is this the only place? He said, if you want the interview, Bill, this is it. So there I am. A Reuters photographer uh, took a picture of us and sent it to me. And uh, I later got it interviewed. My wife said uh, I look like a deer in the headlights.
0: (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) And a claim to fame. Well, I hope you continue doing these interviews for a long time. Bill Deal, Celebrity Chatter, and everyone you've been concerned about or care about, our friend Judy Collins is in the book. You, Downs, everyone. All the best to you.
1: Yep, even Joan Rivers is in the book. Uh, yeah. She's long gone now. But Joan once said, you only regret the things you didn't do. And she said, I don't regret anything I've done. At least I've done it. I tried. I think that's a good feeling for all of us.
0: I know. It is. And all the best to you.
1: Take Thank care. you, Joan. Always great to be on your show.